Hello, this is Emma coming in for a bit of a different intro to this week's podcast. This week on the podcast, we explore topics that some people might find triggering. This includes social media, Photoshop, body image, as well as medical malpractice. We discuss advertising and some of the toxic imagery that can come along with this, as well as how uh, perception can influence how doctors treat patients. So please, if you find any of these topics triggering, join us in two weeks for a new episode of Overdue. And without further ado, here's the episode. Like a woman 43 weeks pregnant, a book past its due date, or a long-needed visit between friends, this is Overdue with The Slut and the Prude. A bi-monthly feminist podcast that highlights the beauties of libraries while discussing everything from politics to pop culture and whatever nonsense pops into our heads. So, here we are for what we think, you know, is an extended quarantine podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that again. And we have a guest yes. on again. Today, yeah, clearly, with the slut and the prude, we have the dude. <laughs> the dude's back! The dude is back! Clearly, because I overjumped the gun and didn't let them introduce me. No, that's fine. That's how you usually roll, so... That's okay. Does the dude want to yeah, formally sorry. introduce himself so... again? Um, well, no, I kind of introduced myself anyway. My name's Kyle, for everyone who doesn't know. (laughs) And for everyone who does know, my name's Kyle. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And at this point, I think this is going to become a running situation. What, with me being on every other time? So if you didn't catch that, he is Kyle. (laughs) He is Emma's significant (laughs) other and friend to overdue. Indeed. (laughs) Yes. Well, he better be, since he's just Kyle another. Kyle was often in our library together. Yes. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been but very... he was often in our library together when Nora and I worked together, so... He's mm. been very helpful throughout. Yeah, every... I think every day? Uh, not every day. Not every day. And Nora and I didn't always work together. Like, no. our shifts didn't always coincide. No, but I, I was definitely with... I was definitely um, there more often than not with you two working there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think Nora is our only f- friend from York who knows both of us that we still talk to on a regular basis. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel loved. I'm special. Because, like, the people who introduced us, we don't talk to anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then my friends were very separate from, like, us. Mm-hmm. Like, they knew you, but they didn't. They didn't. They don't know, really know me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting little tidbit into the history of Overdue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this time, fortunately, we we cannot get back to a physical library, but oh. we have very generously been donated. <laughs> have been invited, yes, gifted, invited into uh, a private library. So we do actually have a library to highlight and share. Courtesy. Yay, we're not homeless librarians. <laughs> homeless librarians. Oh, I'm sure there are millions mm. of those right now. 
Ah, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Alrighty, so our library, our home library to highlight today, comes from Cheryl Thurston, a local cabinet maker and a wood turner and a dear friend of Overdue. Um, her library yes. condenses all of her passions, much like our own libraries do. But it leans Indeed. towards more of the non-fictional than fictional, as she tends to enjoy creating her adventures as opposed to reading about them, which is fair. If you can create an adventure, why would you sit around reading about them? Exactly. <laughs> her collection includes books on poetry, cooking, astro- uh, astronomy, and geology. But the part of her library that she is most passionate about and proud of is, of course her collection of woodworking materials and oh my goodness uh you name it Cheryl probably has a book on it if not it's only because she hasn't found it yet because this girl has like everything on woodworking you could possibly imagine I mean literally it includes books about famous cabinet makers woodworking magazines technical manuals textbooks historical historical reference material who knew there was such a thing (laughs) Books on different finishing techniques, pen making, traditional ship building. I mean, ship building, really? <laughs> photography on books about I, trees. I, I... <laughs> uh, photography books about trees and identifying wood from cellular structure. That is crazy. There is apparently a whole lot yeah. more, mm-hmm. but in her words, it gets super nerdy and technical, so she didn't divulge into that. Um, no offense to Cheryl, but I'm pretty sure it got nerdy at identifying what by cellular structure. That is, that is deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Cheryl's the only person I know that could That's probably... deep, but that is exactly up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Cheryl's probably the only person that I know that could probably identify a stick that was hit by her. If you hit her with a stick, she'd probably be like, I know what what came from. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, yeah. course mm-hmm. you do. Sure. <laughs> no, Cheryl's an amazing lady, and I'm so glad that we get to um, uh, host her library yeah. on the show this week. Yes. Dis- uh, so display? pleased that she Display? <laughs> no, Share? Share, yeah. Highlight. Yeah. Highlight. <laughs> Highlight, whatever. She is, I would say, a trailblazer, being probably one of the very few woodmaker, female woodmakers and wood turners. Uh, she was, I, th- I remember mm. talking to her during the engagement so. party, yeah, and she got into it, like, yeah. long mm. before many females ever got into it. Mm-hmm. And I think... I would say 100%. Yeah. So good for her. And she is incredibly skilled. So it seems only appropriate that we get to share her on our podcast. Yes. Feminism, hurrah! And being the... F- Hurrah! And it's the first, obviously, personal library that's not one of ours, like one of Overdue's hosts' libraries, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. Like we actually showcase Kyle's, although he's kind of, like, a founder in the sense. That's true. But, like, <laughs> but he's, like, like... I'm, like, a de facto guest host at he's this like, point, um, because I'm here every yeah. recording. <laughs> he is. He does listen to every recording. <laughs> and he's, like, host-adjacent. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a better way to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you would like to showcase or share with us your private library, please feel free to do so. You can DM us on our Instagram page or Facebook, or shoot us an email at 
overdo the podcast at gmail.com overdo dot the podcast <laughs> at gmail.com you got it <laughs> i clearly do not do the email at the end <laughs> that's fine i handle the email end of the um administration i'm more of the ear candy i just yeah <laughs> I mean, I'm here for the witty quips. True, but also you do more than that. <laughs> and I mean, you handle all our our social media, so that's yes. I could not ask for any more. <laughs> okay, so so would you like to lead us into today's topic? Uh, sure. Or the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> the beginning we had a couple of topics that we were going to talk about today so what was the beginning (laughs) you probably should have discussed this okay i'll i'll lead us in i'll lead us in i told you just ear candy i'm just filler (laughs) (laughs) i would hardly you can't have a conversation with one person um you 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 need okay (laughs) so i would say that this week I have a very interesting topic, and I think it's even more interesting that Kyle's on the podcast with us, because I would like to discuss the use of Photoshop mm-hmm. and editing of photos in social media. Okay. Particularly, my interest is more where um, advertising is involved, mm-hmm. but in general, why I think that any image that is edited or photoshopped should have a symbol, a visible symbol on it, Mm -hmm. somewhere on the advertising Mm -hmm. that says that it is photoshopped. And that means in any way. So even if, like, the lighting is adjusted, I would even argue Mm -hmm. that it should be noted that it has been photoshopped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, interesting fact, my Instagram account is mostly selfies i will admit that i am a narcissist and i want everybody to see my beauty and that's all i've taken pictures of um, i mean you have a beautiful face so you. why not show it <laughs> it was my dream to be a model but it never ever came to fruition so now i just pretend i am on instagram <laughs> but um i you started know. recently to actually put in my kind of like um in the hashtags what filter i've used because mm-hmm. a lot of them are just okay like, yeah yeah, it's just to let people know, I mean, like, for the most part, this is me, but it's also not me, so if you want to know, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's for transparency's yeah. sake, and it's just like, who cares? But I definitely agree that, mm-hmm. especially for advertisement, there definitely should be some transparency, mm-hmm. but it's also kind yeah. of like, well no duh <laughs> I mean do we really need to tell people that they've been photoshopped because it's yeah. like media you know magazines ads billboards since the yeah. beginning of advertisement there was probably some kind of doctoring mm-hmm. so like half of me is like yeah mm-hmm. we should definitely say it for transparency's sake and the other side is like but do we not know this already mm-hmm. and I think those are really valid i think my i have two thoughts like two um schools of thoughts Mm -hmm. i guess when it comes to this topic specifically the first one is is that i think if things are being heavily doctored Mm -hmm. then 
it should be made clear that mm-hmm. these things have been doctored. Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't know, this is why I thought it would be interesting to have Kyle on, but for women, and young women and young girls especially, mm-hmm. seeing images of perfectly skinned, uh, you know, a certain size, mm-hmm. certain leg length of women mm-hmm. can be extraordinarily detrimental to the image growing up of what you are supposed to look like mm-hmm. as a young person mm-hmm. and as an adult. And I feel like if we grew up, it doesn't matter how many people tell you, oh, well, images are photoshopped. Because Photoshop is so good, you can never be sure which images are or are not photoshopped. Mm-hmm. Because there are models who, when you get the right makeup and you get the right lighting, that's just how they look. Yeah. But because we're so inundated with so many, it's like, how much is actually photoshopped? And the reason, uh, and the second school of thought is, well, maybe we should just ban Photoshop on images altogether, mm-hmm. because then no one would, I'm not saying no one would feel ashamed of the way they look, but you would get rid of the entire idea that you should be aspiring to this perfect image because Mm -hmm. they would no longer exist. Mm -hmm. You might get a few people who look a certain way because at the end of the day they exist and there's nothing wrong with their bodies. Yeah. But you wouldn't be able to parade around everybody looking the same or everybody looking like this ideal because Photoshop would not be allowed in advertising and therefore people wouldn't feel like they had to edit their own images in, like, social media that doesn't have anything to do with advertising. Mm Mm-hmm. That's and the reason I bring this up mm-hmm. is because when I was in living in Britain, mm-hmm. I think I was in probably grade, it would have been the equivalent of like grade 10, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it was, it was year, year 11, year nine to 11 kind of thing. A couple friends of mine were actually trying to put a bill through to parliament that said that all images that were photoshopped had to have this, basically this giant red sticker, Mm -hmm. like on the advertisement with like a a paintbrush, basically. And that image would mean that that the image they were seeing was doctored in some way. Mm -hmm. And they tried to get this put through parliament and it didn't end up going through despite the fact they got a bunch of signatures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um... But I genuinely think that if images are doctored, they should be noted because a child growing up is not going to know that. And by the time you can sit down and actually, like, they can actually understand that, oh, that is not what that person looks like on their everyday life, Mm -hmm. the damage is already done for a lot of their self-esteem and a lot of their ideals growing up. Mm -hmm. And even if you think, oh, well, you just talk to them, you know, kids about oh, this is photoshopped, it doesn't know how they look like, and stuff like that. Even the models don't know sometimes. True. Th- that they've been photoshopped to the degree that they are. Yes. Like, I know that there's been a lot of videos of, like, models looking at their own photos mm-hmm. and not realizing that that's them. Because the photos they get shown at the end of the shoot yeah. are not what end up in the magazine. Yeah. So they'll flip through pictures and not even realize it's themselves. Yeah. And there definitely mm-hmm. have been some artists who have actually gone very upset with the final product and and realize like how heavily photoshopped they were and they're like that is not what i wanted so that is definitely true from a male perspective what do you Mm -hmm. from a male perspective because i know certainly for nora and i the women Mm -hmm. like seeing women of this shape size 
you know, skin tone and everything, that has a huge impact. But from a male perspective, do you think male images or doctor does much as well? Oh, by a mile. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But 100%. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, the, oh, I guess, yeah. Like, everything's doctor, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, ad- the age-old adage of sex sells mm. perfectly, like, perfectly fits the why they doctor images in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, like, when I'm, when I, when there's, um, uh, like, male... Like, like underwear ads underwear ads yeah <laughs> they they photoshop everything there yeah they photoshop true. the hips they photoshop the groin area they photoshop the legs they photoshop everything to make it as lean and as sharp as they can mm-hmm. and to make basically it's it's i imagine a lot of it kind of contributes to the the idea of like the like the very toxic male mm-hmm. masculinity right mm-hmm. like i i remember growing up and watching these like advertise like watching mm-hmm. specific advertisements and going like I'm never going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not close to that because that's mm-hmm. not my body type. But mm-hmm. the the images that media per, like I'm trying to find the words. I'm not having a hard time with words <laughs> okay. today. Um, the me- the images that portrayed per, that the media portrays of these you know really lean hot sexy guys are not achievable in any slight shape way or, or form. Or not achievable for the normal person no- because models and um stuntmen and stuff like that they are literally they live they are... breathe and die gym eat nutritiously speak to a dietitian that, go to the that gym is, like that's that, what they their do. job is to is to look like that yeah the normal person does not have the time to commit to no. that or potentially the genetics too or the genetics so do you think then so what do you think about the idea of every image that's doctored should have a logo or something yeah. on it well yeah of course or should we ban it that is my big question really of today is should there be just like a little symbol on or not little but like a, a significant symbol on images that are photoshopped to sell mm-hmm. or should they just not be allowed to have any doctored images in advertising i think if you doctor an image you must make sh- make it aware like make your audience or your consumer base aware that it is doctored mm-hmm. otherwise it contributes a lot of, to a lot of toxic feelings and a lot mm-hmm. of toxic a lot of toxic thinking yeah it is very detrimental to see these like it to is. see to see um uh these images and not and you know convince yourself that these are real yeah so the question that i have without like outright banning it is then getting around like lighting and effects because you yeah. can do a lot with lighting and you, there's a lot of like mm-hmm. manipulation yeah. that can happen and of course now there is things like body makeup and a very skilled yeah. makeup artist can actually alter effects to again then create the illusion that photoshop yeah. is kind of like enhancing so you can still do that with makeup mm-hmm. and yeah. lighting and so then where do we like kind of yeah. draw the line if we outright ban photoshopping yeah. do we then outright like ban special effects with lighting and makeup do we have to like disclose mm-hmm. everything that was done to this person yeah. yeah and that's where that's why i think that in the end there'd be no way to completely ban mm-hmm. like um photoshop and like images being doctored in some way because as you said like makeup is artistry and people can look 
depending on how they do their makeup, mm-hmm. they can look like an entirely different person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like if you use the right contour, the right eyeshadow, and the right fake lashes, mm-hmm. you look like a completely different person, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I do agree that it would be extraordinarily difficult to get anybody to agree to completely and absolutely get rid of Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like most of my photos on Instagram. I do edit. Now, mm-hmm. I never Photoshop them to doctor how I look, like right. my body shape or anything like that. But I do adjust the lighting yeah. and the tone sometimes because it's just I like the way those photos look in those color settings. Yes. You want to get a desired Same. effect. Yeah, there's a desired effect I have. So I also agree that I don't think Photoshop could ever be removed entirely mm-hmm. from media. I don't no. think that would ever happen. I don't think there's a way to remove it. No. I think there needs to be... Because then it would be, like, any type of light change. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be like, oh, here's the sticker that says that we photoshopped this image, and then... Yeah. But, like, that's where I think having the sticker is a good Mm -hmm. idea. Or at least having the the warning that, hey, this isn't real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that's the, the, the better solution here rather than just, like, flat out banning mm-hmm. Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I think there definitely needs to be more education around, you know, what we see. It brings us back to the house hippo. <laughs> and teaching <laughs> yeah, exactly. children about, um, I guess, media literacy. Like, anything that comes out of Hollywood is most likely fake. You cannot believe yes. anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is an illusion. And, you know, just look outside and you will see that people come in various shapes and sizes. And the fact that Hollywood Mm -hmm. and magazines and all that is showing Mm -hmm. you one person and one shape of a person is incredibly misleading. All you have to do is, like like I said, like look outside and you'll see. Just look at your neighbor. (laughs) Look at Mm -hmm. your own family and you'll see. We're all different sizes so the fact that everybody coming out of hollywood looks the exact same way is obviously being manufactured it's selling you an ideal Mm -hmm. that is i agree and i think that yes and i think that that's a conversation that definitely needs to be talked about so you know how we have like sex ed and Mm -hmm. health ed in school and i think we can all agree here at this quote-unquote table that um, sexual education and health education in school does not cover nearly enough topics when it comes to health, whether it be sexual, physical, emotional, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mental? Mental. It does not cover any of the bases, really, it needs to. Um, But I think that part of it should be talking about social media, media, and advertising. Mm -hmm. Because... I know growing up, the house hippo had a very clear message to me, um, considering we were talking about the house hippo before this podcast started. And I feel like, imagine if they did a similar advertisement where they showed the process that somebody would go through to edit an image that's going to advertise, say... I mean, even, like, yogurt has, like, weird sexual imagery. (laughs) And I feel like maybe if they had a commercial where they showed the person editing it, like, a speed time lapse of the person editing that image, and then put them side by side, I feel like that would be a very stark thing to go, do they even look like the same person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next time you see a yogurt advertisement, maybe you should think twice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that what that lady looks like every day? Yeah. Probably not. No. This should definitely be taught in schools, probably around the same time um, sexual health is taught. Like, puberty. 
puberty is when like all these yeah. things start coming mm-hmm. into yes. flux and your body oh boy does your body change yeah. <laughs> oh so, yeah <laughs> yeah and then also that's when you actually start thinking about the things such as like oh that kid on my favorite tv show mm-hmm. who they say they're 14 like me but they have like a e-cup like i don't get it <laughs> well to when, be fair i did actually know a girl on those shows aren't old enough. <laughs> mm. to be fair i did know well, a girl who was like my age old. at 14 and she had like a double d so it's not common I mean, but it yeah, does happen <laughs> I went at 14 as soon as i got boobs i was like well, the poor girl away, so yeah, yeah her poor back mm-hmm. oh yeah but I mean, it's because like in TV shows, like they never, it's very rare that they actually cast kids that are yes. the right age. Mm-hmm. People usually play, even kid actors usually play characters younger than they actually are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's even just the first step of like kids going, well, I don't look like that. Yeah. And I'm that age, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it should be taught right around that same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a conversation that parents need to be having with their kids as well. I mean, it's definitely not just solely yeah. up mm-hmm. to, you know, society and the government. It's definitely a conversation you need to have oh, be having no. with your child. Um, being aware of the things that yeah. they are watching mm-hmm. and the messages that these shows mm-hmm. and the artists and whatever is kind of portraying to them, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in high school and you're watching a show about high school kids does not mean that your lives are going to be anything like that. Uh, I used to watch shows Mm -hmm. about high school Mm -hmm. all the time and literally thought that, like, everybody had a part-time job and everybody drove around in convertibles and, you know, (laughs) you snuck out and went to raves every night and you were home by, like, midnight and were still able to go up to school, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, that did not happen. (laughs) So. That literally can't happen. No. Like, I knew people who tried to do that. That was... That, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, going back to the conversa- to the point about uh, parents having conversations like this with their kids, yeah, we def- like they definitely need to have conversations like that mm-hmm. because I don't remember ever my parents ever having that conversation. I don't remember my parents ever having that conversation with me. No, I had... This specifically about things like what you see are not always what you believe. I don't think I ever had that conversation with my parents. I don't believe... Yeah, no, I definitely don't. Never mind the fact that it has to be an ongoing conversation. One yeah. conversation is not going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think you have to have the talk with your kids, <laughs> where it should be an ongoing yeah. conversation that you have as questions come up. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. never just as a talk. Develops. It's an ongoing dialogue. No. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of parents... And for no fault of their own, if they didn't have it, then it can be really difficult for them to mm-hmm. grasp the concept. But I think that's where a lot of parents miss the mark, mm-hmm. is that they get all hung up on the idea that one day they're going to have to sit down and, and have this talk mm-hmm. with their kid about whether it's about sex and using condoms mm-hmm. or about body image issues or about mental health. They think it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that your kid, the first time they, they're going to want to talk about this, might just be like, where do babies come from? Mm-hmm. And you just say, oh, they grow in um, a vagina, mm-hmm. like in, a, in a womb, in a uterus. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, okay. And then they walk away. Yeah. You do not want to inundate that kid with what sex is and what that is. Because the kid could be like seven years old at that point. You mm-hmm. don't need to tell them what sex is at that age. Mm-hmm. But later, as they start seeing things, talking about things, then you have an ongoing conversation. Not just throwing all this information at the kid and the only thing they're going to remember is haha penis (laughs) Mm. and like kids are kids are pretty pretty observant they know 
when you're trying to think of something to lie to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why they keep digging at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when you have to lie more and more and more. And then, like, I know, like, a couple of parents who just freeze the second, mm-hmm. like, sex is even mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, when you lie to your kids, like, you then have to honest... remember all the lies that you told them. Yeah. And that just yeah. gets confusing. It's better to just be honest. Mm-hmm. Just be honest with your kids, man. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I think that... I don't know if you remember our conversation when I said that this is what I wanted to talk about. You were mentioning that you wanted to talk about some other things. Yes, And I feel like this conversation about talking to your kids honestly and having an open... It has to be an open Mm -hmm. and ongoing dialogue about the things that they're curious about. I remember a story about a kid going up to their mom and being like, where did I come from? And the mom, like, freaked out because she's like, this is it. This is the talk. This is it. And she went on about, you know, how, like, oh, like, you, you know, babies are, are like, grow inside of the uterus and, and they get there because of the egg and the sperm and that gets because of sex and the kept going on and on and on. And the kid at the end of the conversation went, huh, Timmy says he's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Because the parent didn't even take the time to listen to what exactly the kid was was saying. Yeah. Because, and didn't take in anything that was being said at them. Mm-hmm. Because what they wanted to know is where are their family from? Yeah. Not where did I, where did my body... <laughs> where did I originate, originate from? <laughs> where did I develop? Yeah. So like... Where did I develop? Yeah, so I feel like that's a big thing, too. Like, listen, kids usually only want one question. Like, kids only usually ask one question mm-hmm. if you've answered the question that they had originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They only start asking questions when you start confusing them. And as someone who's worked with kids a lot, I I would know. <laughs> so, the topic that I had brought up kind of aligns with what we were just talking about Um Essentially just being Mm -hmm. that everything in the media is kind of like a false reality and you're only seeing kind of like what they want you to see being fed something that is not true. And one of the things that was really starting to bug me, I guess because I'm watching a lot of like really bad TV during this situation, (laughs) is just the stereotypes that are constantly being perpetuated in movies and media and commercials and it was just really starting to like oh my god um in particular there is a certain yeah channel that i shall not name because i don't want to get sued i mean they have fancy lawyers we don't but they do tend to make a lot of like commercial and uh holiday movies around love and it's always that really cheesy you know boy meets girl oh i think i know okay i think (laughs) i know which uh, channel we're talking about yeah you know boy meets girl they fall in love there's a really ridiculous a misunderstanding along the way they fight and then by the end of like 40 minutes or whatever they're back in love and they're getting married happily ever blah 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 blah. uh it's all very cheesy it's all very you know <laughs> um but the thing that really Talk bugged me about it was just the homogeneity of it all right it was it's always... yeah because all of these movies mm-hmm. are the ones i'm thinking they are it's the same plot mm-hmm just stuck in a different Mm -hmm. place but even worse than that it's it's a same heterosexual couple it's always a heterosexual couple it's always a same 
yes. race couple. And even though they're saying, oh, look, it's diversity yep. because we have like a black couple. It's like a black couple with, you know, every white person as the supporting cast. Like they're literally the only two black people in the movie. Yeah. But not only that, but like it's... And like the the two black people in the movie are a couple. Maybe, maybe they run the cafe yeah. that this, per- <laughs> this white woman goes to every week right. and needs some advice, mm-hmm. some sage advice. Mm-hmm. That apparently no one else can give her. <laughs> and there's like, there's no same-sex couples. There is no biracial couple. There is mm-hmm. none of that. It's always, you know, black man mm-hmm. with a black woman and a white woman with a white man. And it's just like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think worse than that. Yeah, and the yeah. most progressive I've seen them has been like, oh, the woman is a big shot lawyer mm-hmm. who's come back to her town you know, and people are treating her differently because, like, she didn't do what women are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, went off to school and had her own career. But in the end of it, she decides to move back to her little town to settle down with this farmhand. Of course she does. Man. Because she has to give up her career. Like, oh, I'll just be a lawyer for this small town. <laughs> and then, of course, like, every ending is always... Oh, no, I don't need my multi-million dollar job. <laughs> Oh, no, because she found out that, like, she was consumed by work and she had forgotten who she was because that's what happens when you're a woman and you work. You get consumed by it and you lose yourself. Oh, good. But it's always the same. And you don't realize that to be fulfilled, you need a child. Exactly. And it's always we get married and have children, the end. And then it's like, really? Is that the only love story that there is? That's that's how these movies go. Oh, Mm -hmm. and it just... I know. Sorry. Yes, dude. No, we we're just saying that that's it. That that's all yep. these these movies show, and it's so toxic. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. The, what about the common law couple, right? Why can't there ever just be like, yes, we're together, we're happy, but that's it. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next year. We're what about just dating. The single mom. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the single mom who doesn't need a man to fix all her problems? <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen a lot of the, oh, I'm a single dad, my wife died. Oh, it's so tragic. And I'm just the best dad ever, but I definitely need a wife to complete my life. <laughs> yeah, and the overworked woman realizes, like the- oh, I've been missing a family this whole time, that's why I'm so incomplete, and now I can be the stepmother to your beautiful child who adores me, is my life all, all wonderful, la la la. <laughs> Yeah. It's not exactly a positive outlook for life, is it? <laughs> no, it's pretty depressing. And, like, I get it. Like, it is for people who are potentially in that situation, mm-hmm. who maybe are struggling and were just trying to push off some of the issues that they had with their life mm-hmm. by overworking themselves and whatever, and going home maybe does show them that, like, there is more to life mm-hmm. than just like forcing themselves to work that's an entirely different situation to oh women are fulfilled by coming home and finding a small town boy and and like obviously the men then don't have any aspirations other than to find a wife either like that's a bit shallow for them mm-hmm. like maybe they're gay like calm down <laughs> <laughs> why can't there be a gay couple I am so waiting for the day when they have a same-sex couple. Like, why can't 
there'd be a gay guy in the small town that's looking for a gay dude from the city, you know, like or whatever. <laughs> Where are the two lesbians? They're looking for love? Why can't lesbians find love at Christmas, right? <laughs> I know, it's like, oh, everybody deserves love at Christmas, except for the gays. <laughs> yep. It's like the gayest holiday Christmas with all the tinsel and lights and glitter. And it's like, where's their love story? I know. Yeah, I don't think... Even Netflix. And Netflix, I know, is not necessarily progressive at all. But a lot of the time, they can put different stuff on TV because they're not limited by uh, TV guidelines Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of TV stations don't want the gays. Um, but even they, I don't think I've known a single Christmas story that I've watched on theirs that has a mixed race couple mm-hmm. or a gay couple. I'm like, I, I try to find all the gay content. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> the gayest Netflix get is Queer Eye. And that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's very gay, but also like gay for straight people. Gay for straight. Yeah, yeah. it's very gay for straight people. Or like Dragnificence, where drag queens help yeah. the straight girl out because she cannot dress for shit. And you need yeah. drugs. <laughs> yeah. The only times we need gays is what to use as you're like your fairy godmother. Fairy gay mother. Yeah. The only purpose mm-hmm. gays and drags serve in our mother. society. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's that's also another terrible thing that's portrayed by the media, because it it makes a big deal out of being gay when it's like, what I mean by that is, being gay for the person, mm-hmm. it might be a big deal for them to realize, but it should never be made that they have to make a big deal out of it being public. Mm-hmm. There should be there sh- you should never assume what somebody's. Um, preferences are Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't have to tell like in a big coming out whatever some people it's cathartic Mm -hmm. but a big problem I know that the the LGBTQ community has is that there's this almost um, pressure that they have to have this big coming out event in their lives and I feel like these movies and all the TV shows Mm -hmm. perpetrate that by making it seem like oh everybody needs a gay best friend Mm -hmm. Whereas, no. No. No, you need a best friend. It's great to have a best friend. And if they happen to be gay, then you should be supportive. Mm-hmm. Or it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it should just be like, oh, okay. Well, let's look at some of the guys in the in the school and let's see if there's any that, that you know, tickle your fancy. Yeah. Yeah, the gay character uh, is... Oh, you're gay? <laughs> oh, you can show me fashion. <laughs> yeah. The gay character is so always the best friend. It really yeah. is. <laughs> If there is a gay person yep. in any like mainstream movie or TV show, they're always relegated as like the side character, the best friend. You know, they're gonna help you get all fancy mm-hmm. and dressed up for like your secret hot date with the you know hot guy. But God forbid he has a yeah. plot line of his own. He does his own thing. He has his own problems. No, he's just there to like make you feel good and listen to you cry mm-hmm. and. Does he find love and a happily ever after? No. And occasionally they'll you. have maybe turned. <laughs> Or figured out that the hot guy's the hot guy's best friend also is gay, and they get one little kiss on the cheek on the side. But you know, mm-hmm. the straight couple they need the the spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's just not healthy media no. to consume for anybody. And I mean, no. it's much better than it was even five years ago. Yeah. I don't think I remember growing up having any kind of 
gay best friend in the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, even, maybe five years ago, but not certainly not when I was, like, ten. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out what the, fu- what the fuck I was. <laughs> I definitely didn't see anything that resembled me in media yeah. when I was... Neither did like I. ten. Mm-hmm. At least you saw straight men. Yeah, yeah. I was trying I to figure out if I was gay or not, and I, I didn't don't. have anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's that's but true. People who looked like you, I know what you mean by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy because I was watching um, a cartoon. I know I'm too old for cartoons, but I still watch cartoons anyway. Whatever. No, you're not. No <laughs> such thing. And I came across Nobody's this one cartoon. And they actually had a gay couple on in the cartoon, and I no I wow. literally screamed. I'm like, oh, are those two dads? Oh my god, those are two dads! And better yet, they were a biracial gay couple with a son. Wow! <gasps> Even better! Oh, amazing! I screamed. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> And even oh, that's that's you know what that's as good as Mr. Ratburn getting married. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh, Mr. Ratburn! Sorry, yes. did you just say who? I heard Mr. Rapper, and I'm like, from Mr. Arthur. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I heard Mr. No, Rapper, no, and I'm Mr. like, Rapper. no, this is Mr. Rapper guy. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Rapper. <laughs> but even better was the fact that um, another character in the show was a lesbian. And they had this whole episode oh. where she was kind of like wanting to divulge to a crush that she liked her. And they actually had a storyline where Aww. they went on a date. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> you go on your lesbian dates. You oh, have a biracial gay couple. Oh, Raise your so son. Good. I'm so glad there's something. Yeah. And nobody said anything. Like it, was, yeah. it wasn't even like a big thing. It was just like, yeah, my best friend has two dads. Cool. <laughs> There was like no, oh my god, well, why does your why do you have two dads episode? No, it was just like throughout the whole series, it's just like I have two dads. That's it. Oh, see, that is how it should be. It shouldn't be like a oh my god, how amazing, you wonderful snowflake, you have two dads. <laughs> it should be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Two dads, cool. How did they meet? Awesome. Mm-hmm. The same questions you'd ask anybody. Oh, your mom and dad. You have a mom and dad who met in high school? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have two dads who used to play football together? Amazing. Oh, you have two moms? Oh, one of them's a rock climber? Cool. <laughs> I think the only question that should be different about, like, gay couples as parents versus straight couples as parents is, oh, well, do you call one mom and one, like, mama? Mm-hmm. Or do you call, like one dad and one like papa or something Mm -hmm. like how do you differentiate Mm -hmm. or do you just yell mom in the house and the first one who answers is the one who has to (laughs) to tell you something (laughs) like i feel like that should be the only question that's different yeah (laughs) i think the character just calls them dads i don't even know if he just yeah he just calls them dads i don't even know if he distinguishes Hmm. between one dad and one when they yell something yeah. It's just the first one. It's the first up. one who answers. And all that say, Well, I'm gonna go ask dad. It's like you did ask dad. <laughs> yeah, and then the question is, well, which one? 
I think the worst like stereotyping Media is such a dangerous thing. It is, and it's really Media dangerous sucks. when it gets into things like just not even like TV and movies that are kind of just like mindless whatever. But when it gets into the realm of like medicine and really important factors like oh, policy and yeah. all that because i was watching um mm-hmm. an oh, yeah. ad for hiv medication prevention and yeah. it fell into the same stereotypes it was like literally all the people were people of color black men black women um it was either a trans individual or a drag queen that was also black even the doctor was black and the only white people in the whole commercial were a homosexual couple and it's like you are gearing this ad for people that's awful yeah like talk about stereotypes right this is an hiv prevention drug and you're literally using all the stereotypes of people who could get hiv to market this it's like are you kidding me the truth of it is everybody can get hiv exactly and it was just like that is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, then, because like if we're on the topic of medical, I know. So, it's not the stereotype of um, in terms of sexuality, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, if people come into hospitals or even doctors' offices who are physically perceived as unhealthy. So without running any tests, without looking at papers, if a doctor looks at somebody who specifically is plus size, they automatically assume what treatment is needed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times overlook serious conditions that have nothing to do with weight or health. Especially considering a lot of, like, people healthy. They Mm -hmm. have, they're very healthy people because weight doesn't always have anything to do with your health. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, weight and BMI are a very rudimentary science. They don't yeah. really tell you anything. Mm-mm. Because it's based on, like, really weird and kind of backwards logic. Population is is based on population dynamics. But Like, taking a whole population mm-hmm. of people and basing their average height on their average weight. Right, but that doesn't take into, a fa- mm-hmm. into account so many different factors. Exactly, that's why it's not good. And that's why it's not good, but still, doctors will default to that. Yeah. Because they're comfortable with it. Yeah. I have huge problems with the BMI. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to the BMI, I'm obese. (laughs) There's no way you're obese. I'm overweight, according to the BMI. There's no (laughs) way. There's no way on this earth. You're so healthy. (laughs) You're incredibly physically active. There's no way you're going to be... Yeah. I mean, according to BMI, I should be dead. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And it's worse because, like, my doctor, oh my gosh, she looks at that solely and just be like well you're according to this you're, you know you're kind of on, on the overweight side so you know cut down on your fast food or margarine and i'm like i don't even eat fast food yeah and that's the assumption like, right? oh, that's another okay. dangerous well. assumption <laughs> is that people look especially in the medical field people will look and make that assumption and overlook something or make the assumption that you eat too much so this is a funny mm-hmm. story now but it was very awful for me when it happened um, so I have um, an ovary issue. I have polycystic ovaries. So that just means that I have growths on my ovaries that sometimes, well, they just make it very difficult for my hormones to do what they're supposed to do. And it's affected quite a lot of my mm-hmm. health in different ways. But I didn't know this for a long, long time. And it can be really hard to lose weight when you have PCOS. And it can be very difficult to conceive when you have PCOS and all this kind of stuff. And your periods are awful. 
Now, I had talked to three different family doctors growing up, and all they said was, you need to lose weight, your periods will even out, it's fine. And I believed them, and whatever. And then I talked to my family doctor here, and he's a wonderful man, if not a little bit old, but he takes everybody seriously. If you have a little bit of an ache, he'll send you for an x-ray or an MRI or whatever he thinks you need because he wants to get down to the bottom of it. So he sent me to a gynecologist because I had never been to one, and he said, I think you have this, go talk to the specialist and we'll figure it out. Well, he... I don't think he even put me on a scale, did he? He just asked me He didn't me put right me on away. a scale. Yeah. No, so he... Kyle was there. I was there. Spoiler alert, I was there. Yeah. And we were there and we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have PCOS. We're just going to stick you on the pill. Um, a pill just to even out your periods and make them more... More bearable. Uh, more bearable. Um, and what I would suggest is you just close your mouth and yep. just lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Now, he didn't talk to me at all about what I ate... Okay. <laughs> he, did, he didn't talk to me at all about what my he, he did not he did not yeah, take he did. He said the I easiest was... thing to do is to just and he, he didn't said... even say it he just he made the action of closing his mouth and was like and then you'll eat less <laughs> oh my god I cannot right now oh my god yeah so like I know from first-hand experience that medical professionals will just look at you and make assumptions. Yep. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, so, and that was that was the first meeting I'd ever had with him. Um, I had never seen him as a doctor before, had never been with him. He didn't even, I think he might have looked at my blood tests from my previous doctor, but he hadn't discussed what I usually eat in a day. He hadn't asked to know what my diet was like. He hadn't asked any other questions other than about, like, when my period started when I was a kid, how long it can be, how painful it is, and that's it. He said, okay, well, we'll put you on the pill. Well, he asked, do you plan on having kids anytime soon? And Kyle and I at the time were like, like, no. No. Um, and he said, okay, um, we'll give you, we'll just put you on this pill. Just try it, try this out. It'll make your periods more bearable. Um, and then what I would suggest is just lose some weight. The easiest way to do that is just close Close your mouth. (laughs) And that was that. And that was that. He said, okay, if you have problems, come back in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not to you, buddy. Not yeah. to you. No, I did not go back. Oh. I think I went back to him a couple of times before I just had had enough of I don't think him. you ever went back I went, to I went back because the pills weren't working. Oh, right. You did do that. Or they, they made my periods the same, if not worse. And they were already bad to begin with. Same. And then you were you oh. did get like the PM. Like you started oh, PMSing, PMSing like yeah. hard. Yeah. I'd never PMS before I went on the <laughs> the pill. And then I PMSed. I hated the way it made yeah. me feel. Kyle was scared. I was I was legitimately, <laughs> to everyone at home, I was legitimately terrified. Yeah, so I like, changed that, but I didn't like him anymore. I didn't like the way he talked to me or anything, so I know. just stopped going to him. I, I think you went to him twice mm-hmm. and that was yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. And then you found someone way better. Yeah, but I, I have a lot of experience with doctors just looking at me and making assumptions. It took me mm-hmm. ten... Over 10 years to get a doctor who thought that my headaches weren't just caused by my weight. Mm-hmm. And I have a headache wow. every day. So, like, to have doctors just tell me, just lose 50, 100 pounds, you'll be fine. 
so I know a lot about the medical field. Like it's that easy. Being yep. very, um, yeah, stereotypical. Stereotypical, but I still can't believe that an advert, discriminative, discriminative, discriminatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still can't believe the the ad you're talking about was just like, oh, HIV prevention. Here's all the stereotypical mm-hmm. people who get it. And like, yeah. It's in everything, though. It's in all advertising. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, yeah. I'm just yeah. stunned. I know, I'm stunned. I'm still stunned <laughs> at that. And, like... <laughs> uh, I have no words for this. I don't either. <laughs> maybe we should... Maybe, maybe those commercials Gosh. should come with a warning. Like a house hippo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe those... People should just not be allowed to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't, but... <sighs> but it's, in, it's everywhere. Even in, like, basic cleaning commercials. Do you mm-hmm. ever notice it's always a woman cleaning? Oh, yep. And a lot of the time, yeah. it's a Latina woman. Yep. <laughs> because apparently and your lawn it. care and automotive, like, repair stuff. Who is it? It's always the guy. Mm-hmm. It's a dude with Always blue dude, jeans yeah. and some plaid. Where's the or woman in the Ford truck, woman. right? Mm-hmm. I have seen... Yes. Oh, so what I found very interesting is I've been... So I recently got a VPN so that I could um, binge British Netflix. Because <laughs> yep. I really wanted to watch The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and you know what I found very interesting? Because we're on the note. It mm. was a Subaru Outback... Or what's... Do you know what the mm-hmm. Subaru truck is? There's a Subaru truck? I think there is. Maybe not. Okay. There, it was what? It was some sort of <laughs> vehicle. Truck. It was a truck or an SUV or something like SUV, that. SUV most likely. And it was a woman putting up a fence. Mm-hmm. Like a big, like, heavy-duty fence. And, like, feeding her cows. Mm-hmm. And, like, driving this truck. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. cool. But also, like, why did it take till 2020 for there to be a car ad showing a woman doing some farm work, driving her own goddamn truck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So far, so far. So far, so far. So we have so far to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I think the only thing that's going to change it is if people take the media seriously i think we're only really i know Mm -hmm. that the power of advertising has always been well known and people have harnessed it very quickly um, because Mm -hmm. they've understood that it will get to a lot of people and it will sell but i think that people who aren't in marketing need to start taking the media seriously in terms of the damage it does Mm because right now i i don't hear a Mm -hmm. lot of talk about the damage that media does Except for the people, like, our age, I've heard it a little bit, but I haven't heard it in the context of needing to change it so it's not so dangerous. Because mm-hmm. it can easily be changed mm-hmm. with, as we were talking earlier, with a sticker or with marketing that isn't racist or homophobic or stereotypical. Or just stereotypical mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it... maybe we'd start, we'd start talking to ourselves kindly if we weren't inundated with all these images all the time. You would hope mm-hmm. so. You would hope so. Definitely hope so. 
So we're actually coming up to our hour now, almost. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything, other topic you wanted to quickly touch on, or do we want to leave some of our topics for next? I think that was okay. Mm-hmm. So what should our question yeah. be of the Mm. Question. You know what will be really nice is when we actually have people responding so we can talk about the answer to last week's question at <laughs> yeah. the beginning of the episode. That would be nice. So please answer our questions. <laughs> yes, please start corresponding with us. Because we're kind of getting bored of talking to each other. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, the quarantine is driving us both nuts. So I mean, if you want me on more often, just ask me. I mean, I told you, you can but come if... on any time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Comments. <laughs> Maybe comment on our post. You don't even follow our Instagram. I don't have Instagram. That's true. Yeah. Our Facebook. Yes, you do. I tagged you. Hmm? You do have Instagram. He's just never on I'm, it. I haven't posted on it since 2017 when I moved home. Yeah. I think that was the last time. It's okay. I tagged you in it a couple weeks ago. It's fine. Now you have a new post. You should follow us on Facebook, though, because we have a I... Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. Follow us Facebook... on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think we even have a Twitter. And comment sure. anywhere. Oh, we don't have a Twitter yet. Oh, we Do don't we want a Twitter? Twitter? We should I don't know. Twitter. I don't know how to work Twitter. We, we can get a Twitter. It, you're better off not going to Twitter. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. question question of the day. Maybe she'd be better Twitter. No. <laughs> Can I pose a question? Yeah. What should the sticker symbol be for uh, doctored images? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. Okay. All right. So, I guess this rounds out our episode. We're coming right up to an hour. So, for me, Emma. Mm-hmm. For me, Kyle. And me, Nora. We'll see you next time.